Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production for Gore Coleman, which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. With us today, happy to have him back, David Lukacs, CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, the company trades on the CSC under LQID, and for our friends in the U.S. under LQAVF. For those who are new to the story, first thing I'm going to tell you is Liquid Avatar has been way ahead of the digital identity uh, movement before anyone in the small cap world was even talking about it, they were executing. The big surprise for me is that it's happening all faster than we thought it would happen, especially with the news that's come out of Ontario now. We're gonna talk about that in a second. But what you need to know about the company is they're a blockchain, personal identity, and FinTech company. And what do they do is they specialize in empowering people like you and me uh, to manage and control uh, the value and get value from our biometrically verified uh, self-sovereign identity. I know that's a mouthful right there we're talking about. That's through its Liquid Avatar platform. In essence, what that means is it's giving us control over our personal identities to manage uh, the privacy we want to share it with, how we want to monetize it. Uh, more than just lip service, we know that there's been a lot of talk now uh, about health credentials, vaccine, vaccination passports, all of that. Well, the Liquid Avatar Verifiable Credentials Ecosystem, LAVC, okay, uh, is now being built to support all participants in the digital uh, credential ecosystem, and they're using state-of-the-art blockchain and open standards technologies uh, in, order, in order to do that. They don't do it alone, though. They're part of some pretty great groups. Uh, they're a voting and steering member, uh, committee member of the Trust Over IP Foundation, a uh, founding and steering committee member of Cardia, a Linux uh, Foundation public health project, you know, the Linux, uh, and a founding member of the Lemetic Exchange. So they're way ahead of this. We, we know that a lot of people uh, are having difficulty still grasping the concept, but it's coming because here's the headline from today. Liquid Avatar Technologies supports Ontario's approach to technology and standards for digital identity. David, welcome back. Explain all this to us, but congratulations on being way ahead of the curve. Wow, that was a big mouthful, George. Absolutely, absolutely. And, he, and it's I'm even tough to for me to understand you. sometimes. Yeah, no, no, for me too. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so the province of Ontario, first, we got to start the basics. Mm -hmm. The province of Ontario technology and standards for digital identity ecosystem. What does that mean? Let's talk layman's terms to everybody. And then I want to talk about a couple of layman examples of how that's going to impact our lives. Well, you know, George, Ontario is a leader. They're really a leader in digital identity. They, they, they set the stage, you know, several months ago in talking about their digital strategy and um, their plans were to do things by the end of the year. They're, they're now moving to the next stage of really um, setting what we call the technology and standards for how digital identity will be issued, managed, controlled, all of that. And, and the paper that they set out last week really is comprehensive. It talks about all the standards or all the key principles that um, organizations need to meet if they want to be part of uh, the digital identity movement. And that is, you know, privacy, compliance, there's uh, health information storage, all there's, there's, I think, close to a dozen different key principles. And, you know, we've been active in that space for quite some time. So we're, we've already reviewed those and feel that we comply, you know, 
very strongly with most of them. Some of these are considerations for the future, so we can't yet comply. But if you step back and look at what is in the marketplace today and what Ontario is trying to achieve, we believe that we clearly meet the standards that exist today. So what is that they're trying to achieve? I guess that's the big question. Right now, I've got right now my health card, my driver's license, right. my, my birth certificate, everything is physical. Mm -hmm. And I got to show up to different places and show it, right? Are we, in essence, now digitizing all that so that- Absolutely. It's just Absolutely. Sitting up. That's where we're going. How fast are we going there? Because it seems like it wasn't even a thing a year ago, and all of a sudden, bang, we're going full blast right into it. Well, Australia is already issuing digital birth certificates. So, you know, um, uh, young people will never know how to carry a laminated piece of paper that has, you know, your birth information yeah. on it. Ontario is moving very, very swiftly. And um, again, they're, they're really focused on where the technology is going and where the key principles of privacy and compliance are going. And um, uh, they're near ready, in my humble opinion, from what I've seen. I, I think Ontario has done an amazing job to listen to what the industry is doing, follow open standards, interoperability. These are all, well, they're big terms. What they mean is, is you know, Right now, I can take my wallet, my personal wallet, I can take a card out of my wallet, and I can use it at different locations, and people can verify that visually on a face-to-face -face trust basis. Now, we're going to be able to do that digitally, so you have to think about all the implications, whether they're privacy, how do they comply with, with existing um, uh, legislation and, and rules and review, and how that technology has to be built so it's safe and secure, and Ontario has done that. They're this, the technologies that they're outlining, some of them are in process of being built now, um, sort of like one of the things would be um, DIDCOM2 or DID2. Um, and, uh, and, and we we comply right now with digital identifier um, or decentralized identifier communications one, which is the current standard. DIDCOM2, which is the upcoming standard, isn't available yet, so we comply with what's available today. So you Ontario coming, has, but we haven't you haven't built for that yet. No one's built. Well, for you that can't yet. because it's not available yet. But but we're already there where it's available today, and we are focused on what Ontario is considering for the future. We're already considering the same things. So um, and one of the big things, George, is interoperability. I know that's a, a big sounding word, but what it means is when I go to the province of Quebec, I can use my Ontario credentials in Quebec or in BC or in New York State. Sort of the same as reciprocity. If you know, if you get a speeding ticket in Michigan, you're, it's going to show up on your Ontario driver's right. license. You've got to think about the interoperability. And for many people and organizations that have developed vaccine passports, even even jurisdictions like Quebec or BC, they may not be interoperable for the with the rest of the country. They may not be interoperable with travel solutions. They I'm going to say I doubt they're going to be because it's just too much technology. How are they going to? How do they get interface with different platforms and different jurisdictions? Uh, but here's here's what I like that you're not just congratulating the Ontario government and you know you're on the outside and hope in your quote you said something really great. And this is I want to ask you how how great it is to be ahead of the curve. Ontario is one of the first jurisdictions in North America to announce it will issue and enable digital credentials. Mm -hmm. And it has been a great experience working with them on this both directly and through our role in membership organizations like the Trust Over IP Foundation. So this isn't just Liquid Avatar congratulates them and we hope to get a piece of that pie and we're gonna try. You're already 
working with them. So can you maybe explain, you know, maybe expand on that a little bit? What, what kind of discussions you're having together, how you're working with them? Well, not to be evasive because the Ontario government hasn't announced any of the marketplace partners yet. We've been part of consultation processes and we've been supportive and involved with the Ontario government as we are with other governments um, through this process. We've tried to be um, uh, supportive, um, interactive, um, contributing, and, and we continue to do so. And what we're seeing, which is a really important part, mm -hmm. is that Ontario is looking to include marketplace partners, but you have to comply with certain requirements, again, both as the privacy and the key principles and in technology. So looking at what governments are, are, are looking towards as they look towards the future, we've built our products to comply with those things. Again, making sure that we can connect not only with a credential issued in Ontario, but we can support other jurisdictions um, with credentials that are usable in, uh, across geographic boundaries. It's so important. So this has been, um, it, it's sort of like, do you want the short game or the long game, right? The short game is get something into the market, try and do a quick fix and, and, and sort of, you know, get your name out there, be up in lights and be done. We have taken a very long game or long-term approach to this. We know that digital credentials are going to affect 320 million plus people online in North America and then around the world up to 5 billion people online. So our game has to be that we are focused Absolutely. on the key principles. So last week, we did what's called an interoperathon. Now it's a, again, it's a, almost a tongue twister. So, so what it so means geeky, is, but it sounds I like know, you it's know what you're doing. Geeky. It's like a hackathon, but interoperability. And what we were able to prove is that our credentials could be used in other wallets and those credentials could be used in our wallet. So we can access, be, be accessing them from wallet to wallet. That's really important because if you think of your current wallet that you carry or your key ring, you can put what you want on that key ring or in your wallet. It has to be the same when you go digital. And those that are building proprietary products that are in a closed ecosystem and are not interoperable or don't follow these open standards could potentially, I'm not saying they will, they could be left behind. And no, I so, think it'd be a disaster if you pull up walled gardens right now. There's just no way. It's going to be too no. big, too global. They're all going to have to work together or you're out. And you guys obviously work, obviously work together. Well, we're seeing, George, we're seeing a lot of walled gardens. We are seeing a lot of walled gardens. We're we're talking to organizations in North America that are considering products by some of the biggest names in the industry um, for their outlets and are finding that because they are walled garden products, they are super expensive and may not take a credential from outer state. So if you are, let's say you're a, you're a, um, um, uh, an arena or your stadium in a major city in the US and you want to ensure that you can get everybody into that arena or stadium. Well, if you're if the system you're about to use only allows people in that state to be verified, how are you going to do that? Or on some platform, just you know the Georgia yeah. platform or something like that, then agree. Not going to work. It, yeah. And, well, the other thing too is is not only interoperability but scalability, price, convenience, and it goes beyond a vaccination passport. A vaccination passport is a catalyst. That's been the catalyst, right, David? I mean, this is what's super because I thought we we're going to be here realistically three years maybe four right. years from now and it's happening now covid has been the catalyst yeah covid is the catalyst right because everybody wants vaccination passports except if you're on the other side of that fence 
Um, so, but at the end of the day, what we look at, it, we look at it as, as um, an opportunity to engage. We look at it as social responsibility, but think about the simple transaction that you do online with your credit card. If you could use a verifiable credential to ensure that only you could use your credit card, that is a $30 billion fraud issue worldwide that can be solved. Imagine logging into a website and not having to use a password anymore because you can use a verifiable credential and your face to get into a website. I just saw a demonstration with one of our partners uh, two weeks ago that got me into Zoom without using a username and password. So that was out of your using faces because I want to make sure because I know some people are going to be thinking about this. You know, it seems like uh, deep fakes has become a real also has risen the top of, of technology issues as of late. So is that a potential weakness in all this or is it or is facial just one, but there are other biometrics that you're going to use as well? Well, there's other biometrics that you can use. You can also use, you know, traditional pins and emails. There's so many different things that you can use. And and a lot of the new facial mapping technology does does recognize deep faking. It looks for certain aspects. So there, there are some um, countermeasures to that. But again, you know, nothing, I will say nothing is perfect, but you know, if you start adding combinations event, the probability of, of fraud goes down immensely because somebody may be able to, um, you know, let's say deep fake your face, but they don't know your pin or they don't know your fingerprint. So it, it, there, there are, you know, it does get more difficult, but overall, I think at the end of the day, you know, we're doing things that are, that are groundbreaking and add safety and security while creating, you know, economic value. Part of the press release says Liquid Avatar has been part of the ongoing consultations around the province's plan to introduce a digital identification credential by the end of 2021, digital ID. Uh, what kind of expertise have you guys specifically been contributing? Because like you said, it's, it's, such, it's so broad-based. Is there some specific that you guys are contributing and focusing on? Or is it the platform of Liquid Avatar that can, that can hold all credentials at the end of the day? Well, I think there, there's some great companies out there that have been supporting this, not just ourselves. But I'll tell you one thing that, that, that came up. We were on a, um, um, uh, a call with, with the government and ideally what ended up happening is they said to us, you know, we're talking about credentials and one of the questions came up, well, you know, there'll be a few credentials. We said, there's gonna be thousands of credentials. And they, were, they had to think for a moment. And I said, well, how many websites do you get to? How many different opportunities are there out there? There's not just gonna be your driver's license, your birth certificate and your health card. There's going to be credit cards. There's gonna be school uh, issues. There's gonna be anything that, that is identity access or qualification provided. So are, we're there um, to, to, to help fill in some of the holes. There are some great people um, working on this project and they're not in the political realm, they're in the administrative realm and they've been doing this a long time. So they're very, very learned. And um, ourselves and the DIACC, Trust Over IP, the Linux um, Foundation, everybody's been working to help contribute to this opportunity. How, how, how much stronger does it make you that you're able to go in with those kind of organizations as part of an overall bigger solution? I think that is that is really important. We, we took positions in these organizations because um, we want to be part of, we want to be at the, at the front of the pack leading, not at the back of the pack, you know, way behind. And, and we're not only involved in the steering committees and as, as maybe in founding members or, or voting members, we're also involved in, in a lot of the working groups. So it is, it is a very, very um, comprehensive 
situation that we're involved in with each of these organizations. And really, at the end of the day, again, I want to stress to the people who are listening or watching this that this is not a short game approach. You cannot take a tomorrow position. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't have to deliver. So please don't take it the wrong way. We have to deliver. And, you know, the new Liquid Avatar mobile app um, update is due in the next couple of weeks. And um, it is a massive departure from what we launched in February. We listened to all the feedback. We saw what the industry is doing. And it is it has been seen um, by a number of key people. And they've been very excited by it. But I think users will also see the digital wallet. We're doing verifiable credentials right off the bat. There's a lot of value proposition in there to get people using verifiable credentials day one. Uh, excerpt again, because I just, I love these quotes because they say so much. Uh, you said, the province of Ontario has acknowledged that the private sector has a role to play in expediting their goal of issuing a secure digital credential by the end of the calendar year. How big of a role do you think Liquid Avatar can play here? And I'm not asking you to give us any projections or anything like that, but I'm assuming that because this is brand new territory for everyone, especially for governments, that there's going to be a lot more reliance. This is me assuming this, and you can correct me wrong. There's going to be a lot more reliance on companies like Liquid Avatar and the organizations that you're associated with. Because uh, I, I would assume that this is most of this is going to be private sector solutions because governments, and I know you've said the Ontario government's been great about it, but it's not their expertise at the end of the day. So how big of a role do you think Liquid Avatar can play uh, by the end of the year? And I would say that's kind of phase one. I know it's going to be more and more as time goes mm -hmm. on, but how confident are you that you guys are going to have a role to play? Well, I, I want to explain it this way. There are three, three players in the ecosystem. There is a holder. The consumer holds their credentials. There is a issuer like the government of Ontario that issues a credential. And then there's a verification system. How do you verify a credential at a location? The government is going to be good at, at some of all of that. But what they're going to be great at is issuing a credential. That I think that's, if I had to um, get, uh, hazard a guess, the government is going to be best at issuing a credential because that's what they do. That's their business. Their business isn't verifying credentials and their business isn't having consumers hold those credentials in individual wallets. So I think the, the government's going to be looking at a number of key partners. Remember, this is really important. It's a big market. It is not a winner-take-all market. It is all about everybody working cooperatively across you know, their own party lines to make this work. And those that don't want to be interoperable or want to be outliers may not find themselves along for this world. That's why we've taken the position of interoperability day one, and we've built a, a consumer-facing product that is a great wallet. And we're seeing more and more organizations saying, all we want to do is issue credentials. We don't want to manage the wallet. We don't, and, and George, if we go back to some of the early interviews, we kept saying we're a C to B to B business. We start with the consumer, right? Um, we have morphed to some extent to also be a B2B business because we have to be involved in the other pieces, but our specialty starts with the consumer and, and, you know, we've started talking about the verification networks and issuance. So we want to support issuers because we don't want to be the issuer. We, we don't, we're not the source of truth. Now we might support vaccination credentials by augmenting so someone can upload their credentials, but we are not the source of truth. The Ontario government and other organizations like universities and, and banks, they are the source of truth. They are the issuer. So they have to do what they do well. 
but they may not want to be also the wallet provider. And then you might have wallet providers that are- um, um, I don't think the people want the government to be the wallet provider. I, I don't know if I want the government to know what's in my wallet. You yeah, know, you don't want think, one central organization controlling all that. Right, what's that? Uh, what's the, the bank in the US and what's in your wallet? We're Samuel L. Jackson, right? But they don't, do they really want to know what's in your wallet? Or do they want to know that cards in your wallet, right? So, um, so it really is important that I'm able to control and manage my own information without government intervention. And that's the whole idea behind decentralized programs. We are seeing a movement now with what we call trust registries, um, which we're not, we're not in favor of because that centralizes data again. But at the end of the day, I mean, there are some pluses and minuses to that. But at the end of the day, here's something really important. We're gonna hear more things about what's called DIDs, DIDs. And DIDs are decentralized identifiers. So like a phone number that's gonna be in George's wallet, George's private key, he's gonna have a DID. And that DID was how George controls everything. So then from that DID, you get DIDCOM or DID communication. And so you're gonna be able to talk peer-to-peer securely using your own DID. So at the end of the day, the governments, you don't want the government involved in the DITs. You want governments involved in what they do well in issuing credentials, because that's what they do really well, because they manage the data that creates the source of truth. Do you have any concern when you say things like that, that it's going to be difficult for people to adapt all this? Or is this just the, we're talking about the technology behind the interface, but the interface itself will be pretty easy, just like we all learned how to use a browser and use yeah. Gmail and uh, do e-commerce. Is it the same thing? Is it, we're talking about the high tech stuff behind the scenes, but the user interface will be pretty straightforward? It'll be it'll be as simple as as, as you've seen today. It'll be so easy to use. Um, you know, I don't, when you're online, I don't ask you for your IP address. I just ask you for your email, right? Like it's, 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 it's going to be that, but but people need to understand that they're going to have um, control and that's going to be really important because we're used to giving everybody else our control. So ultimately they're going to have their own individual control. And, and what I want to express to everyone is that we spend a lot of time, energy and resources o- over the last, you know, over four years developing this. Remember we only went public Unbelievable. In, in, in June of 2020. So it's just about a year and a quarter. Bless you, my friend. Um, it's I'll put you a, on mute so I wouldn't blow your ears out there. There you go. Um, but it's been just about a year and a quarter. And and realistically, yeah, we've had to do some things, bless you again, that, that we're not um, overly, um, you know, uh, happy that we had to do. But but the key behind this is and, and, and is really that we're focused on ensuring that we can meet the objectives that are needed to create a long term play. Uh, when we look at this industry, and I know this is going to sound sort of almost ridiculous, when we look at this, the industry and when we see the deals that we're being presented and what we're starting to go up against, we're, we've recently been involved in, in more than one conversation where companies like ourselves and, and competitors like Clear are involved. And if you know what Clear is in the US, they're now sort of in our space as well. They started in airports and they're in our space. But and, and we're not comparing ourselves to them, but they're a four point three billion dollar U.S. company and other players in this space are are companies like IBM. Now, we use some of the IBM technology and so you're, we're a complementer and a competitor. But at the end of the day, 
we're being taught, we're talking to companies and organizations. Um, and I'm not saying that we're winning deals or we're not winning deals because it's still very early, but we're talking to companies that are considering multiple players like those companies and ourselves, because we have some nuances and some value propositions that are different, but we're, a lot of us are built on the same backbone type of technology. So it really is what is the front look like, not the back look like. Well, it's like you've said in the past, uh, I can go to a restaurant, they take Visa, MasterCard, Diners Club, American Express, whatever the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. So a big organization doesn't necessarily just have to have one vendor at the end of the day. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, last question is for you to your share, kind of like a message for your shareholders. Is this, is this now a major inflection point for the company's future? Are we at that point now where this industry is not coming back? It is, it is now accelerating forward. Because there was a time where, you know, it wasn't accelerating forward. It wasn't, it was just there. And people were trying to figure out when and how are we going to do this? But it now seems like personal identity management and monetization is off and running now. The race is on. So is the race now on for Liquid Avatar? Are you now, is this the Daytona 500 and you've actually started, you know, racing around the track and here we go for the next 200 laps? Well, I think uh, we're past gentlemen start your engines. We're way past that, right? Um, uh, what we're seeing today is, is, is you know, the, the cars are off to the race, the horses have left the gate. Um, it is, it is starting to move quite quickly. And again, it's not just about vaccine passports. It, it, it's so much more. And yeah. in fact, next week, um, we're doing a members only event at the Toronto Regional Board of uh, Toronto Region Board of Trade. My apologies, Toronto Region Board of Trade, uh, as we're a member and we're doing this, uh, this event called Vaccine Passports and the Future Digital Credentials. And, and so it's not just about vaccine passports. Um, uh, it's about a whole lot more. What, what are you going to be able to do? What are, what are companies, employees and businesses and, and consumers and customers going to all be able to do in this new ecosystem? And, and so we're, we're very excited about that. Uh, we're working with other jurisdictions. We're working with commercial enterprises. We're um, supporting partners um, um, uh, and opportunities in the travel industry. So it's way bigger than just can we produce a, a vaccine passport? Again, is a catalyst. And yes, everything is off to the races. And our focus is now shifting, not from just continuing to build great products, but now to getting them in the hands of the users that need them. And for everybody at home, by the way, to show you that the company's moved to the next level, we got swag. <laughs> there you go. We got, the, we got the, but it's important, right? I mean, not, not that swag itself is important, but swag tells me that you're now in marketing phase right now. This is it. You know, you guys are starting to spread the word, tell everybody. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it, there you go. It's um, it was, it, it was a thank you to some of our um, team members this uh, summer and, and some of our clients and some of our partners like Agoracom. Uh, you know, we're, we're, um, there's a lot more news to come. There's a lot more things that we're working on. Again, obviously, as you will say at the end, everybody has to do their own due diligence and we encourage that. But um, uh, really at the end of the day, it's not about today or tomorrow. It's, it's what are we doing in the next three months, six months, nine months? And, and where do we fit in that ecosystem? And really, it's, it, as I often say, it's going to take a, a village to raise a child. 
And, and in this case, it's going to take an industry to make this work. It's not going to be one of us or two of us or five of us or 10 of us. You know, when you look at credit card processors, there's many. If you look at banks, banks are the best example. How many different banks are there out there? There's many to service a, a, a you know, uh, there's more gr banks growing probably today, especially challenger banks, than there are the growth of, of, of the human population, right, in terms of percentages. But they all seem to be doing well and they all seem to be growing because there's choices and, and it isn't an exclusive club. This is a, a, an industry where you're going to have cooperators, complementers, and competitors all in the same environment, working together in different ways at all times. And this is so granular. I mean, it's going to go right down to, you know, from vaccine passports to airports to I'm taking a test for a college course. Uh, and, and we have to know that it's me for So the, the possibilities are endless, which means the market is endless. And I want to talk about that another time because I think we really should start doing that. But in the meantime, David, I'm going to tell you about everybody. Congratulations on Thank you. what you've done as a team leader of, of Liquid Avatar um, because you're way ahead of this. There's no other small cap company that's anywhere near the personal identity management and monetization uh, if field. So for everyone at home who's watching or listening, if, if you think that industry's coming, you think it's going to come, it's going to go through a real paradigm shift, then you're it. Liquid Avatar is the only company out there that can really give small cap investors exposure, right? Well, I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see we're the only one, but I think we're, we're, we're working to lead that area. Well, David, congrats. Can't wait to have you back when more comes of, uh, of the Ontario ID program, but the digital ID program. But in the meantime, congratulations. Thanks for being here. Thanks, George. It's always a pleasure. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To David Lukacs, he's CEO of Liquid Avatar Technologies, trades on the CSC on the stock symbol LQID. And for our friends of US, under LQAVF, on the, on the OTCQB, you got to do your due diligence, guys. And I know, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult concept for some to understand. But the one thing that's clear to everybody is it's ID. It's digital ID, monetization, private. That means it affects every single one of us. It's a massive market when it happens. And it's way ahead of, the, of where we thought it would, would be. COVID-19 has been the catalyst. It's unfortunate that that had to be the catalyst, but it is what it is. And I think the general the general opinion is if we're gonna go, if governments are gonna mandate you know vaccination passports and all the rest, then we might as well get all the credentials into a wallet. If you're in for a dime, in for a dollar, you gotta do your due diligence. Do it on Agoracom, but especially head over. You can see it right above David LiquidAvatar.com. Do your due diligence. Do your research because 12 months from now, this is gonna be an exploding market, and you gotta determine. What part of that, if any or all, the Liquid Avatar is going to play in? Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey, guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.